Token Smart Podcast, I guess the unofficial season premiere. We did the special episode last week with Jim and Whale Shark and everything. But first, like, podcast with the the regular crew, minus Trislet, who is battling children because they have the day off from school today, and I just shove them in a room with my wife and don't hear any screams. So we're going to do this podcast with with Matthew and myself. Uh, So... Dude, uh, really fantastic season finale uh, of The Whip that, uh, you know, I I feel like I'm still seeing stuff on social media from. Uh, And then obviously with the Metalympics coming up starting in November, uh, a lot of those conversations have been taking place and just sort of solidifying the calendar. We got the Avastars obstacle course first on deck uh, as the first qualifying event, the first week of November, uh, mostly because, you know, we're behind Avastars and can do any damage control and mitigate any potential hurdles uh, by using that as our own first event. And then it's off to the races, man. Everybody's involved with uh, with it all. So. In the short term, we got at least three whips that are meta-Olympic lists uh, as we continue to lay the groundwork for it. We got Steady on on tap uh, in his Point Shark Stadium build this week. He's uh, sponsoring the after party of the whip. And so, I don't know, man, the the week off is basically just like, you know, just laying the groundwork for the rest of it. So it didn't really seem like a break rather than a chance to – take a deep breath and yeah, get, get things ready for the next rollout here. Uh, what you've been up to, man, how, how have things been on your end? Dude, just been taking stock of everything that we did in season two. And it's been such a crazy ride, man. Since we linked up at the end of March, season one was awesome. Season two, every single episode or show the whip was sponsored in some shape or fashion, which is so dope. I mean, just to have money coming into this, uh, I think is really good. It was a really good trend to to start setting for us. Uh, it's amazing guests and speakers. Uh, we had uh, a little bit, I guess over 50 amazing speakers, right? So I think that's always incredible. In terms of attendance, we we saw increasing attendance throughout the season and we finished with our highest ever total attendance. So all in, like including folks that were in Discord, in CryptoVoxels, over 500 folks showed up for the whip um, of the season two finale. That is (laughs) effing nuts. (laughs) Like, and I... I don't think it's going to stop, man. Like this is it, obviously NFT land is blowing up around us, which which definitely helps this. Um, but we set in motion a pretty cool rocket ship that's heading into season three, and we have some awesome names locked down. I was I took the off week to make sure that reaching out to a bunch of projects, making sure that each week is kind of balanced with a, a DeFi project, a crypto project, NFT project, and an artist. We have folks like Dapper Labs that are going to be hopping on, um, MetaMask, Trust, Aragon Dow, Nifty Gateway, <laughs> a slew of other big names and awesome artists and creators that will be popping on there. We have our very first season-long sponsor in Lendroid. So they're going to be sponsoring every single show of The Whip for the entire season. Holy shit. Yeah. So in addition to Olympics and the event sponsorships that we we have locked in in those 10 weeks. We have the season long sponsor and that just frees us up to focus on uh, getting like the dopest location sponsors to host the whip throughout the season, which we're in the process of locking down. And 
really stoked to kick off season three opener at Steady's basket basketball court. <laughs> it's like super, super random and just kind of perfect for crypto boxes and the whip. Um, so yeah, just taking stock of of where the whip has come, uh, awesome numbers and the progression, and then making sure that season three gets off to a great start. And yeah, just doing everything we, everything we can to make this a really sustainable venture. And more than that, like we're on the track to profitability. I think with this season, um, so big things, man. Dude, Steady really wanted to time this thing because he's doing some NBA Top Shot stuff for the after party. That that sounds like a lot of fun. It actually he like laid it on me, and he's got big plans, uh, which I like, but totally couldn't totally follow like everything that he has planned. But it seems like a series of like uh, events basically for this after party that people can participate in. And yeah, he wanted to time it with the end of the NBA. NBA finals the heat really needed to like drag this out one more game to time it perfectly for thursday's whip uh but it, it should still be awesome like right on the end of basketball season to do all the nba top shot stuff which has been on did fire the heat lose game uh, six dude, or something yeah oh, yeah it's over man the oh. lakers yep lakers just won it all yeah spoiler you're not spoiler. too out of the loop, man. it just happened yeah was that today uh yeah it was last night okay. Um, that sucks or today for you or whatever um yeah they could have dragged it out one more uh game or two and that would have been perfect for steady's thing but it'll it'll still be good but dude i i want to like in case we haven't flexed our on our numbers enough man i i, I think i mentioned it to you in private mm-hmm. but you know was participating in this hackathon for the state of wyoming mm-hmm. it was like a series of presentations and, you know, this is something, this is a yearly event that they do that they have t- tons and tons of lead time to put this thing together properly. And it was fine. It, it was like a combination of like Zoom and they actually had like a VR chat component where people could show up as avatars to watch the event broadcast in the world and like ask questions. So it, it was like essentially like in the same family as the type of events that we pull off. And it was a shit show, man, in terms of like trying to streamline the questions for myself, who was a presenter, like I couldn't see anything. There was nobody like relaying them and all of like these little things that we've taken so much time and effort to, you know, carefully curate to pull these things off seamlessly, like, you know, for having been on the back end of these events for quite a while now with you, like, you know, being on the front end and showing up to like a subpar experience, like sucked and then and then you you know we throw out numbers like 500 that we're pulling on like a weekly basis like this is an event that is like a pretty well-known like big event in the states because i guess wyoming is ahead of the curve in terms of like blockchain embracement and adoption Mm -hmm. and everything and so not trying to like talk smack about what they're trying to do because we you know we're all sort of have the same goals in terms of pushing the crypto space forward but man, to be able to pull off virtual events of that size on a weekly basis and just continue to be able to spin these things up, it, it would seem like we're going to hit some sort of tipping point soon. And, you know, wasn't even aware of the speakers that you had lined up. I'm like, yo, MetaMask, <laughs> like yep. Trust yep. Wallet, like where do like does Bitcoin just come as a speaker? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, we got Satoshi, dude. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. We we found Satoshi to speak at the whip. I mean, exactly. Dude. So I don't know, man. I mean, we're obviously running into some platforming problems and have continued to. I I was actually Mm -hmm. thinking 
you know, it was back almost an entire year ago, but my birthday party in crypto voxels, I feel like is probably the one year anniversary of us, like first burning down crypto voxels, or at least was the first thing that I was a part of that, you know, a bunch of people came and we just crashed it. And I'm like, dude, here we are. It's October, man. Like, same problems, right? I mean, there's so many problems. And I again, like speaking to a few folks on the team, like they know what the problems are, or they say they do, and they want to address them. And they've been working on, for example, like the matrix chat integration that could potentially help us like integrate our discord into uh, CryptoVoxels. We can still main- utilize our, our same audio solution. Um, and with the hopes that the boombox within CryptoVoxels would be improved. Uh, but it just feels like they're still going in so many directions. And every time I look at Twitter, it feels like I'm looking at an announcement from CryptoVoxels saying like, hey, we added Fog or <laughs> hey, let's set up a CV DAO. And it's like, it feels it feels very tone deaf to me, especially since wearables, I, I think we're going on like month two, they're still not fixed. And Trislet's he can't be with us today, um, but he mentioned that they're still not fixed. And it's supremely frustrating, especially since like, again, like what are the compelling reasons for folks to to make the leap into CryptoVoxels or any of these uh, virtual spaces to, to participate in this? Like the wearable culture is central to that. And we we're talking about this after the whip where we were wrapping up at the Bronx Zoo, right? And everyone was like, hell yeah, like, the wearables are super important. And we were talking about, again, like the last week uh, on, on our season two finale, and people were like, we, we need wearable culture to, to continue to thrive and develop for this to, to continue being exciting for a lot of folks. So, I mean, Ben, CryptoVoxels, we got to get a solution for wearables. Like we have a growing number of people, over 500 now, like many of which like, aren't in CryptoVoxels, but we could pour them in there. If, the, if things get shored up from a technical perspective and if very important, crucial parts of the, the culture that have been building up and percolating with voxels are improved and, and fixed, like wearables. Like, give me a metric, Ben, right? What, what, what number do we have to hit to get like automatically rolled into the board of directors for <laughs> CryptoVoxels, right? Like you want a thousand people? If we get a thousand people, can we, Matt and I, just automatically be on the board of directors so Seriously. we can get this shit going properly? Um, I mean, uh, you know, I think the play is exactly what we've talked about before. You know, we've got to build into Centraland. We've got to build in Mozilla Hubs. Uh, We were just talking before this call about broadcasting more events into Decentraland, even if it's just like our listening parties or or whatever, and just starting to flex some of our other builds, uh, not only just because of the problems going on with CryptoVoxels, but just because we have these dope builds that we haven't really, you know, utilized to their full effect. And now seems like time more than ever. Our, Our audience seems, you know, ready to ready to roll with field trips and down to experiment and do different things. So, you know, we'll start doing more of that, but the wearable stuff is, is so awesome. And actually we um, are fortunate enough to have 
already had a bunch of wearables minted for the whip storefront and yep. everything. Cause otherwise we would, that was the, the early plan to roll out a bunch of, uh, you know, whip apparel and, you know, shout out pixel and sync us for hooking us up with the hats and the shirts. And I actually sent a bunch of stuff over to Sandy, uh, over the weekend that we had from previous give giveaways, like old, old school whips. So if you remember like the Avastar shirts that, we gave yeah. out like, you know, months ago, Throwbacks. we got about 30 left of those. Uh, and we got some Avastar witches hats that I think uh, is perfect timing for Halloween that we dumped into the storefront. And I think Sandy and I are putting our heads together, maybe do some sort of creative giveaway with a few of those, or maybe we just put them at like rock bottom prices. There's like 30 of them. So we have like a Halloween, you know, gathering or something with a bunch of witches or some shit like that. <laughs> but anyway, I mean, you know, Otherwise, you know, I don't know, we're running into this situation where like wearables are becoming like a premium commodity on crypto voxels just because no one can mint their damn wearables. Mm, yeah, <laughs> and yeah. Everyone's sort of stuck to fend for themselves in terms of scooping up what's already out there. So uh, we can still stick with our mantra, though, of clothing the metaverse. we got a ton of hats and shirts in there and everything. So even two months worth of no new wearables being minted, we can still clothe the metaverse. Uh, at least until we hit that thousand, uh, that thousand person mark, uh, <laughs> right. but we've got a whole bunch of metal Olympics wearables, like all ready to go. And they're, they're awesome. Like designed by the voxel architects team. Mm. They're all like matchy matchy with the logo and with each <laughs> other, you know, it's some awesome matchy, stuff. Matchy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, matchy matchy. No, I totally get it. <laughs> That's so dope. And I mean, we have a three week buffer between now and when, the Met Olympics kick off. So, I mean, hopefully, hopefully that situation, that problem gets resolved. It has to, it has to, it's, it's in my mind, just, um, it's one of those things that if they don't do that, we'll look back and be like, why aren't people on crypto voxels anymore? Oh, they kind of like blew it when it came to wearables and, and the other things. I think it's like that mission critical. It may, it may be overstating it, but I don't know. I feel really strongly about wearables. I've been in conversation with Sandbox because they're like low key or maybe not low key anymore. And now that I just said it on the podcast, <laughs> but trying to be on, on as like one of the last qualifying events uh, at the Met Olympics. And it seems like they're in for either season one or season two or both. It just depends on when they can get things ready on their end. Mm -hmm. uh, but I, I saw a couple media blasts from them that seems like they have been very wise and are like sitting back and taking notes yeah. on all the things that nobody's getting right. Yeah. Uh, because, and, and what's, what led me to even bring this up was, you know, I'm like, how, how is DCL or like Mozilla hubs or any of these other platforms, not like seeing the wearable culture and realize how much that adds to their platforms and just opening the floodgates with that. And, and, and so saying all that to say, it seems like Sandbox is, is ready to do it right. And they're like, you know, wanting to encourage builders. They got like the Vox model thing going on. There's some mentions of cross uh, compatibility and everything. So I would love for nothing more than Sandbox to come in out of left field and have been taking notes on where everything's failing this entire time and letting us like really uncork the whip proper. And it, it would be like, a pretty lateral move. I feel like, you know, Sandbox has sort of the same vibe as crypto voxels. Yep. If, if the wearable culture is thick over there, then I'm like, you know, we, we may never look back at that point. Dude. And they have the games, which is, I feel like one of the, the really special things that we stumbled upon, even if like the games that we've been playing at some of the post events been super basic, like it's so fun 
to get a group of people together in a virtual space at the same time and just like play, play a game together. Right. And that's what the sandbox is being built for, which leads me to believe it's going to be, they're going to hit it out of the park to begin with. Right. And if they get these other like special ingredients, like wearable culture, right. And incorporating NFTs, which they already, they, they said they will, and they are like, that is going to be a very special platform, but I, I don't think we should sleep on Decentraland because while they, they, they always do something very different, like with the wearable culture, they um, recently just had, I think, uh, I don't know if it was five or 10 folks that they provided like a limited time license to create um, like a, a, a series of wearables. Um, so it's, it's definitely not as, they don't, they don't give the, the creators as much authority or scope to kind of like play around with wearables as they do in CryptoVoxels. Um, but a number of really, really dope designers got the license and from the designs that they were pitching around trying to get the votes uh, to, to get awarded the, the license in the first place, they have some really cool wearables in the pipeline. Um, but I'm sure they're going to be wicked expensive <laughs> because everything in Decentraland just seems to be like at a more premium pi- price point. But yeah, I mean, there's a there's a few projects that are doing it really cool. Uh, Sandbox is definitely a project that I'm super optimistic for. So hopefully at the end of the year, beginning of 2021, we'll be able to finally kick the tires on that project, uh, hopefully uh, with the Meta Olympics in the closing weeks of it. I'm working it hard with Sebastian over at Sandbox. I'm like, <laughs> dude, even if it's like 75% ready and the Meta Olympics event is like a bug finding event that our audience can participate in. And like the whole game is just us like, finding things that are wrong with the platform prior to, you know, alpha release. And, you know, they get points that way from like, you know, like a hackathon type of thing or whatever. (laughs) Really, really want sandbox into it. Dude. I don't know. The DCL wearables, they they don't do it for (laughs) me, man. Like, I I mean, like a, a cool looking shirt is like not like if I can't see cry show up with like a pile of animals on his head, or like, you know, someone roll in with like a whole bunch of octopus tentacles, uh, you know, the, the <laughs> missile Simpson Simpson shout out right there. All the octopus yeah. tentacles. Yeah. yeah. You know, I, I have like a ongoing thing of like, somehow whenever I spawn into an event, I always end up inside of snotty snakes sombrero. We're just like kindred, <laughs> like <laughs> metaverse spirits or something like that. I don't know how it always happens. Uh, but Dude, our, our audience has, I feel like, really, like, grown with us, right? And I, I was thinking mm-hmm. about it when you were talking about, like, how fun it is to play these games with each other. But, I mean, this is this is the difference between, like, hopping on Steam and playing some really polished game with, like, a whole bunch of people you don't know and, you know, showing up to the whip to play some really janky game that nobody even really knows how to play and doesn't even work properly, but it gives you the opportunity to talk a bunch of shit on show or like, you know, run your mouth on easy or like, you know, that's, and and I feel like, you know, every time we do one of these things, there's so many familiar faces and each week you see a couple more people who weren't along for the whole ride, but they were there the previous couple of weeks. Right. And then they yep. start becoming regulars and into the fold. And, and, you know, we get to start talking trash on Rogan X and, you know, <laughs> RD trader and a bunch of these people who, um, you know, forgive me if they've been around since the very, very beginning, actually, I'm probably not at least giving enough credit to Rogan X. Cause he went a, a long time ago. Uh, yeah. 
but uh, I mean, it's hard, you know, with 500 people show up, it's hard to keep track of names, which mm-hmm. I'm not even good at in real life, <laughs> but it, it's cool to see, like, you know, we got like a really, really solid nucleus that's been with us for a long time now. And now it just seems like that, that in itself has become very sticky that people want to be a part of and and it's hard not to, right. It's like super fun. And, and it, uh, I'm guilty of like, you know, probably not having the cleanest language all the time in the entire world, but most of our events are pretty like wholesome, like, you know, genuine fun, uh, you know, healthy banter, uh, you know, and that kind of thing. And I don't know, it's hard to not want to be a part of that. When I was uh, talking with Sandy last week, and she was saying uh, she had some trainings or something to go to. And, you know, beyond like, you know, working in the space and wanting to be, uh, you know, create a path for herself in the space. She was just saying how she like genuinely just missed hanging out with the community for the few days that she was away, like doing her training for work and everything. And, and I feel like that's sort of the vibe, right? Like the, the whip was like. Uh, you know, we didn't have one last week, but there's still like a lot of people who were just including myself were like, yo, like, what are we going to do? Like, <laughs> aren't we going to hang out or something? <laughs> uh, and the answer was yes. I mean, we, you know, we had like sort of an impromptu listening party for the yeah. uh, Peter Pan's um, podcast that he did with Jim. And it was the same type of shit. Everyone's just hanging out and making it rain a little bit. You know, it's goofy banter going on in the chat box. And it was nice to. Uh, just sort of chill with the fam. It was actually nice to be in the audience and just be able to run my mouth and not right. have to, yeah. uh, you know, worry too much about being in the limelight. But our our audience is dope, man, and they're they're they roll deep like everywhere together. I feel like no, totally. And I mean, I feel like we've built out like this really awesome culture of values at the Whip. Like we come here, it's it's every week basically outside of our, our off weeks from time to time. It's super inclusive. It's it's I mean, I don't I don't think you can find a more positive space and it's proper fun, right? It's 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 really amazing. And I mean, I just kind of want to go back real quick. Usually touched on something um, like the fact that with sandbox, one of the values we could bring to them if their product was like 75% ready. Um, when it's time for like Met Olympic event or whatever, and we can come and get the tires and like be sort of like a bug bounty finding uh, collective. I feel like that's a, a whole nother added value proposition of what we're doing in the virtual space, right? You can't find a bigger group of people more dedicated to kind of pointing out in a very like positive light where the shortcomings of a project are. So, I mean, I, I feel like that's something special, <laughs> just another aspect that's really special. Um, one one thing I wanted to, to kind of flag before we forget, and since we're heading to the, the end of this, um, Pranksylands, uh, that was a pretty big event from season two. Coldy's plot and then Brinkman's plots. Uh, yeah, both sold. saw that. Yeah, it's that's dope. So there's a, there's a few more, a lot more that are are left and on sale in OpenSea, but that that was awesome to see. And Brinkman gave us a shout out. Cody gave us a shout out. Um, the whip and and everyone that helped pitch in. So that was awesome to see. Dude, Brink, I'm surprised Brinkman's lasted that long. To be honest with Same. you, that was like the steal of the event at yep. the price point that it was listed at for what you got in the package. He like pulled out all the stops, and I'm like, dude, if I had that much money just laying around, that would have been the one that I I scooped up as well. So ha- happy for him, man. I think that was like a record sale for him. 
and uh, and rightfully so, man. He, I mean, we have that epic postcard from out uh, in front of his candy shop and everything from the Pranksyland event. That that was certainly one of the highlights of season two, like the the rolling virtual real estate tours through all of that. I mean, it's it's totally worth like revisiting at some point. Uh, but you know, here we are with like we got one event per week or sometimes two events per week, and we got Voxel Architects hitting us up. They they have basically agreed to let us use their build that's in pranksy land for one of our events whenever we want to or at least until it sells which we should definitely take advantage of steady put out the same thing he's like yo i got these builds you know if if you ever want to host an event here you know you're welcome to so we're, we're like we need less places or more events or like just to keep spreading it out or uh, I don't know, man, it's cool. People continuing to open our, open their doors to us. But, you know, at the same time, I'm like, yeah, I guess if you got 500 people following you, uh, people will start opening their doors. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's one of those like inevitable kind of next steps. It's like, wow, you got a big crowd. Come (laughs) Come to my place. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. We'll pay you. Dude, I would love to, for that to be like the, the season three thing, right? Season two felt like the rocket ship took off. Season three would be great to make it that next step towards like, let's like make the whip crew like official, like employees, right? Like let's like build this thing out. And so like the big money can really roll in and, you know, like, like it's bound to, I mean, that's why I was saying about this hackathon, man, there, there's big money rolling into shittier projects than ours. <laughs> they, they just haven't found ours yet or, or something. And, you know, part of me is happy about that. I'm, I don't, I don't necessarily know that we need like a cash infusion or anything to continue to ride this momentum where, wherever it takes us. I'm pretty comfortable being like masters of our own destiny at, at the moment. Dude, we're, this is, Totally bootstrapped. Obviously, the the whale grants have been a huge boon. But even without that, I mean, the whip crew was down when whale was worth like pennies on the dollar, <laughs> and they were getting like ten bucks a week or something like that. Yeah. Uh, so the fact that we the, the whale that we've been receiving in terms of grants has has appreciated <laughs> amazingly. Um, aside from that, like we're getting the sponsorships, we're building out that. And to your point of, of making the the whip crew like official official, I feel like this season um, with what we're doing with the sponsorships, like setting setting that trajectory up, I feel like it's only I would love to have it as a target to kind of get the smart contracts in place to have like automated payouts and things like that for each whip based on like sponsorship uh, fees that are coming in for the crew. Um, for like the, the, the founder, founders and co-founders, right? So because what we're, we're creating is, is a platform, a template for other folks to do this too and to link each whip to one another uh, and come up with really interesting ways to kind of like share the profits, share the love uh, in our own way without having to take on like external capital. I feel like that's a really powerful opportunity that, that we have in front of us to build this out into one of the biggest like crypto native profit oriented or profitable projects. Right. Um, There's not many projects in the space that, that can claim to be just totally bootstrapped and going from zero to one uh, by themselves. Uh, Obviously, NFT42 has a few projects that they're that are doing really well that are more or less bootstrapped. But it's cool that that this is another opportunity for a larger number of people 
to benefit from because you talk about this every single week. I try to bring it up too. Like the fact that this is community run, community driven, community powered, right? That the community will be able to profit from the success of something like the whip long-term and the multiple whips. I feel like that is, that's crypto. Yeah. Right. That's the whole promise. That's the whole thing. And when folks say great things about the whip, I feel like they're excited by that promise of crypto. And it just, it's right now it's embodied, it's encapsulated. It's, it's, it is the whip. Dude, it's crazy the amount of like peripheral opportunities that have come out of the whip for other people that have like literally nothing to do with us directly or whatever. But, you know, building those connections or like meeting people at the whip or finding out about like projects that, you know, they weren't previously aware of. It's crazy, like the amount of that that is facilitated by these events. Um, yeah, yeah, man, dude. It seems like it seems like season one was like, how do we fit Dragonade in the box, and <laughs> how do we like make sure people can hear the speakers so we don't have like a totally embarrassing experience? And then it was like season two. It was like, holy shit, the rocket is taking off, and it just seems like season three is like moonshot, right? It just seems like that's the trajectory we're on here. And uh, especially pulling the, you know, rolling this into the Met Olympics and everything. Um, I mean, this is, this is basically, you know, circling back to the CV conversation. I mean, we're, we're essentially at the point where for these Met Olympic events, we have to safeguard ourselves against CV crashing and making it totally unplayable and having to think outside of the box for the events that are actually going to be held in CV so that people can compete fairly without having to worry about their laptops exploding or like shit, not rendering or like whatever. So, um, and dude, if our crowd continues to scale like this, I mean, you know, there, there's just no way, like, you know, for example, the obstacle course, a lot of the people who are probably listening at easy's listening party were, uh, you know, did a dry run of the obstacle course either after whip Asia or maybe seen some of the tweets, uh, and you can tell right away, man, you, you get more than 50 people on this thing at the same time. It, it, there's just no way it's going to work properly. So, you know, I, I got some tricks up my sleeve and some ideas. I'm not like too, too worried about making the Metal Olympics work and be like a super fun event. But we got to be creative because we can't rely on these platforms to support our audience, basically. Yeah, totally. And uh, well, we're probably at the end of this. Um, dude, we talk, we covered so much awesome shit, but I really want to make sure that we shout out the fact that we're, we're starting to, to sponsor folks. Right. I feel like, um, we had a conversation in our off week with, with Ben Haley, who came to us with a, with a cool proposal that, that required a little bit of sponsorship, um, obviously tied in with the whip potentially in the future. Uh, but I thought that was a really cool initiative on his part. And it's, I'm sure there's a bunch of other folks in, in the whip fam that have ideas that they want to kind of explore. Maybe if they had a little bit of extra funds on the side to, to make that dream or that, uh, that minimum viable idea uh, uh, to experiment with it. So man, this is like an open call to anyone listening to this. If you have a cool idea that requires a little bit of funds to kind of like sustain over a period of time, reach out to, to Rizzo or I. Bring us a proposal. Tell us like cool, awesome, weird, especially weird idea 
the weirder the better. And uh, we can we can talk about sponsorships. Yeah, man, we got shout out Dab Dragon. We got him. We're having him hit the streets of NFT land for us uh, as well. Working cooking up some stuff with Ben. So we'll let them drop the news on them if they're hanging out for the listening party or or round out the ideas. But yeah, uh, yeah, man, it's it's exciting to be able to give opportunities to people. I mean, we're not like rolling in funds or whatever, but this was like a you know a an idea that he wants to, you know, work into the whip community that it needed very minimal funds to get off the ground and, you know, feel like if we're all working towards the same goal, um, you know, one, one thing is good for everybody type of thing. So, Oh yeah, man, hit, hit us up for sure. I mean, say, same goes for anything, right? I, I mean, that's, that's how we've basically gotten to this point is by being super open and transparent with the community and being like, yo, you guys got good ideas, we got too much shit going on to come up with them ourselves sometimes. Like hit us up, <laughs> like let us know what we should be doing better or could be doing better yep. or what would be a, a good thing for us. Uh, sometimes it's hard when you're in the weeds. 100%. Dude, I feel like we uh, we covered for our buddy Trislet. Uh, all right. Hopefully he's uh, managing his, his people properly over at his end and look forward to having him back next week and everything. Uh, definitely big shout out to easy and people at his listening party and, and Sandy for all the help she's doing on the back end. And her listening party is on Wednesday, seven o'clock and back to the whip this week, man. It, it felt weird without it. So I'll be glad to be back in the saddle. <laughs> Same here, dude. All right, man. We'll take it easy. All right, man. And see you in the metaverse. Later, dude. Later, dude.